Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the LFC Day Trippers. This is the Fatback Four. I'm Gav. With me, I have Kev, Keith, and Emmett. I am brought to you by Failacon, our charity sponsor. Liverpool won, Spurs won from Anfield over the weekend. Man City have beaten Newcastle 5 0 today uh, to go three points clear at the top of the Premier League. I have a better goal difference, and we should all really be upset, but we're not because fuck them. All right. So, um, anyone listening in their cars in the morning with kids, I should have given you a disclaimer on that, but I'm too late now. It's marked as explicit. There's nothing we can do about it. And it's marked on YouTube as not for kids. So don't be giving us a hard time. Um, loads to talk about. Kevin, Chris done a brilliant show last night after the game. Um, wasn't the easiest show to do, I would presume. Um, because Liverpool have been on such a roll that doing a show where Liverpool draw, um, a game is, unheard of at this stage um but they did go in depth into the game and everything that happened in it so tonight we're gonna look at, we're gonna look at it in general but we're also gonna look at back at um some of the main talking points i suppose we're gonna look at Klopp's comments afterwards that people have completely misconstrued but another spoiler alert Klopp is sound perhaps a bell end and we get into that um in due course but we're going to talk about pop Klopp's comments after the game we're going to talk about how Man City are again saving football which is the most bizarre thing in the world and we're going to talk about Pep absolutely still fuming about midweek um, due to his comments or because of his comments you heard after City's game um, Keith you've spent the day listening to Christy Dignam singing the green fields of France um, to get over this weekend I presume um, you're muted I don't know why you're muted but um um, why is he muted? Why did he? Why does he do this to me? Let me see. Let me see. He's still listening to Christy. He's still listening to Christy. That's what it is. It says guest has muted himself. So let me see if I can get you back on here, Keith. Um, I will in a minute, Keith. I'll sort you out in a sec. Emmett, I'll come to you. Um, yeah. it's a one-all draw. I'm gonna. I'll put it to you. I thought Liverpool were good. I thought sports yeah. were good. And I thought Liverpool just fell a little bit short, and these things can happen. 
Yeah, I yeah, I, I completely agree with you. And I, I know there's a lot of people out there and like we said, heads falling off with the way sports played. They're allowed to play like that. <laughs> it is frustrating, but they're allowed to play like that. Yeah, I thought we were we were really good up until about eighteen yards from goal. And I don't know some people are saying, Oh, we look leggy. I don't think we ran out of legs at all. I, I think at a certain point we ran out of ideas and there were just balls being thrown into the box and it was like it felt like three, four, five years ago and it was like we, we, we kind of didn't know what else to do and it was just actually we'll just throw it into the box and see what happens I think we had 47 crosses or something in the game 21 of them from Trent and they weren't as, as they weren't as usual kind of quality of ball into the box where it's kind of zipped in they were more kind of floaty in and just the Spurs defenders were gobbling them up all day like but um, no, no, I've, I've nothing, nothing really to complain about. I thought we played well, and it's just, and people will be sick of hearing it. It's one of those games, do you know what I mean? And you're gonna have one of those games. Like we didn't lose; <laughs> it was a draw. And if if this is the way everybody reacts when we draw, like, do you know what I mean? It just goes to show you how high expectations we have now. Like, do you know what I mean? We're, we're used to, and I know I hate going back and saying, like ten years ago, we were out of everything in February. <laughs> We're still in everything. Do you know what I mean? We used to we used to be scrapping for top four. Now we're fighting for all four. So, like, chain up everybody. And now there's a, there's a lot of people despondent. But like, come on, still two finals. Like next Saturday, and then the Champions League final. And the league isn't over yet either. Do you know what I mean? A little bit harder than it was. We still need City to drop points. Hmm. No, nothing's changed. Okay, we need them to drop more points, but still they, they need. We to probably drop need points. them to drop points in two games now. Out of the last three, yeah. yeah. Unless we go and absolutely hand Aston Villa their arse, like and they did to us last year. year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But look, I do think it was one of those games. I, I agree with you. I think up to a certain part in the pitch, I thought we were good, and then a mixture of us maybe not being patient enough, and a mixture of them being really good. Because at the end of the day, you know, and I'll get on to Klopp's comments later because I, I agree with him, but. This is an Antonio Conte side. So and he's had months with them and he's having he's getting a week at a time, you know, to prepare himself for games or well, even unless he's playing midweek, but overall he's one competition to concentrate on. So and he has found something with, with spores that they're quite good at the back. There is games where they're not quite good. I think they do was a home to Brighton and stuff like that, but overall they can be solid. And I've said it before, spores suffer in games that they have to take the initiative. I think they don't suffer in games that they have to hold out or defend and they get a bit of luck or whatever it might be. You know, teams have tried this against us all season. You know, bar one or two, City don't really try that against us. And in fairness, Arsenal don't either. You know, they're probably the two. United are so naive and poor that you can't really count them either. But this is probably the best side we've come up against in in the way that that game is played. And that's not me saying, oh, we're not good enough because that's the best side we've come up against and we couldn't break them down. We're playing a lot of games um, in quick succession. We've come into that one. We're really good first half. We're really fucking good first half. And you know something? I know it's tough at this time of time of the season, fourth last fourth game from the end of the league season, and you drop points and you go, Oh for fuck's sake, we really needed to win. We you know, the hope was to get it down to the final day, maybe and be a point behind or maybe even level or something like that. But it's just one of those. Keith, you're not muted anymore, you're back in. Um 
how do you feel about the game? How do you feel about it now? Because you probably had a chance to rewatch it, highlights, wherever it might be. How are you feeling? Yeah. Um, like yourselves, I felt Liverpool, they, they were going at it, they were having a go. I think the credit scores are getting is probably a bit over the top. You know, it's defensive teams playing defensive formations. I agree with everything Klopp's Arthur says. It's not really football, but you have to come, you have to beat that type of thing. You know, people are praising the likes of Christian Romero. I'd love to see him in a two man centre half defence, you know what I mean, and see what he's made of. They just park the bus. You have to get past the park bus. There's nothing wrong with doing that, but I think, you know, you can expect more from these attacking teams. And what Spurs did do was they got us on the counter attack very well. But I just never felt like Liverpool were like even Spurs scored that goal. And I felt we'd still win the game. Do you know what I mean? And that that's the way we are at the moment as fans. I, well, the way I am, I won't speak for yourselves, lads, and I won't speak for everyone in the chat or anyone listening. The days of Liverpool going behind and the, the world sinking are gone. Because this team of you know, they, they, they've they gone from that to now being absolute monsters and mentality giants and all that sort of stuff. So we always felt we could have won the game. As the game went on, that sort of petered away. You know, as the last few minutes when I thought we would have been looking to, to break through, we just couldn't. And I don't know if it's a culmination of just games being played and running out of steam and things like that. But I just felt that um, we, we played well. I thought sports just... We're so negative, but we're able to hit us on the break a few times. And we were lucky they didn't do it more, in fairness. But, yeah, I just thought it was a, one of them games. It was always the game I think everybody thought we could have dropped points in. From a long time out, you looked at that and thought, that's the tricky one. And as you've said, it's a draw. It's not even a defeat. Do you know what I mean? And everybody is going on like the bleeding. The end of days day is now. And, look, we just have to wait and see. The problem now is that we do need City where we a win means we only need City to draw. Now we need them at least to lose. And I don't think we can catch them now on the goal difference either. So we think we're, we're pretty fucked. Do you know what I mean? We're um, far behind on the goal difference. Yeah, but I don't think we're going to score more than them. I think they're going to go and they're going to bat their teams because what, hap- what usually happens is teams bend if they over were to, if, they, if they were to lose a game and we were to, to win lose. a game by two goals or three goals, it'd be level again. Yeah, but... Yeah. I think the games they're gonna win, they're gonna I think we've a problem. I think we've a problem. I'm not gonna dig out any players, but I think we've a problem up front and I don't think we're gonna outscore them. And that's the issue that I have with that. I don't think we're gonna outscore them. Right, if they lose a game and they do take a hit on the goal difference, we'd have to then go into a shootout with them. We could do, but we need certain individuals to step up and do that. Okay. Um Kev, you done the show last night. Um, Owen Conway says, "Were you complaining about sports defensive style when they were beat beat City with a key?" I don't think we're defend. We're, we're complaining about sports defensive no. style. They done exactly the same yesterday at Anfield that they done at the Etihad. They scored yeah. three at the Etihad. They scored one against us, and we we didn't lose the game. You know, I I don't know where the criticism comes. I I, I haven't seen a lot of criticism of sports the way they play it. I think for me. Looking at the way Spurs and the players they have, I think they could be more expansive. But then you have to look at the manager. And the manager exactly. isn't expansive. Down to the manager. Um, he wants to play that way. There's no issue with that. And you see, this is all born out of, and what I'll get to later, I'm dying to get to it. This is all born out of the comments by Klopp. And Klopp does not dig out Spurs. No. He doesn't dig out Spurs. But we'll talk, to, we'll talk about it in a, in a few minutes. Kev, you done the show last night. You were probably the one with the most raw emotions after. Uh, apparently, those family members coming on <laughs> to you and giving out to you because you were getting upset. But... You've had time to digest it, probably look, as I said, the key to look back at it. 
you know, watch highlights, watch the game again, whatever it might be. It's a tough one to take. It's a tough one to take this time of the season. But there's always going to be games like that. It's just... Yeah. And the levels were at, as we all... And Shawnee says it all the time, draws are like losses. There's nothing you can do about it. Like, it's just... You just take it on the chin. You, yeah, for me, look, it was more frustration. Uh, I hate losing to that stuff or dropping points to that type of football in the first place. But to do it in the context of the season that we're having is doubly frustrating. And it wasn't the case that we went through that first half where we didn't have chances. Virgil had two good chances from headers, in from good set pieces, good deliveries. There was one especially that was an in-swinging corner. It was probably the only one we took for about 70 minutes. Did he got a really good header on it, hit the crossbar. In the first half, I think they went up. Hoiberg hit uh, the post from distance, but that's all they did in the first half. Uh, Diaz had a really good effort from outside the box. Lloris made a good save. Sometimes they they he parries that into the path of someone coming in. He didn't last night. That was the kind of rub, rub of the green you needed mm. when the, when it's not clicking up front for you. And it just never fell. Uh, the ball never fell in a kind way. And... I said, I said this last night, and I stick to it. There was only one side trying to win that game in a, in a side in a game that both sides needed three points. A draw was no good to anyone, as proved by Arsenal's results today. You know, the um, Spurs needed the win. They had a chance to win it at the end, but maybe it's because they have a negative mindset from the start that Hoiberg decided to try to header that one at the very end across goal rather than just bury it himself. It's weird, but I mean. I'm frustrated with the result, not the performance, not the effort. The, there was effort and commitment, and they went as hard as they could. It just didn't go. It just didn't fall right. I think we had 13 block shots, 22 shots in total. We just didn't work Larice enough. You know, Spurs defended like their lives depended on it. They threw themselves in front of the ball. They got loads of blocks in, last-ditch tackles. They They defended really, really well, and that's great. But... To say that it was um, a great performance by them, it wasn't. You know, there's plenty of other sides. We've drawn against sides who've done that to us this season. Chelsea springs the mind, doesn't it, Kev? Yeah. You know, and they're a similar Chelsea team. Is, Three at Chelsea the back, won. wing back stack, you know, yeah. tucking and defensive midfielder sitting in front of them. And look, yeah, Chelsea did it with 10 men. And you expect that when you go down to 10. You put up the barriers and you say a point, thank you very much. We're going home with a point, delighted with life. But in the context of the season, Spurs needed that win. And when you saw the way they parked, they set up in the, in the first half, and there was a tele camera that panned back, and you see, you seen the line, you seen the five, the four, and the one, and you thought it's just going to be one of those games again, you know. And look, with the talent that they have, with Kulusevski's son Kane, that will get you so far playing that way, but. Where they are in the table now is about as far as they're going to get with that kind of football, and if that's if that's what it what passes for entertainment for Spurs, if they're happy to watch that, good, delighted for your happy days. I couldn't, I I couldn't get invested watching that week in week out because you said it yourself, Gavin. You were dead right in what you said. Their biggest problem is when they have to go and take the ball and take the initiative and make a game. And you saw what happened to him against sides like Brighton, where Brighton said, well, no, you have the ball. We don't want the ball. You have the ball. And then we'll, we'll counter you. And that's where they come unstuck. And maybe in time in a couple of windows and however much money they want to spend in it. But 
as long as Conte's got a hole in his arse, he's not going to change. That's the way he plays. That's the way he won the title at Chelsea. That's the way he's won when he was in Italy. And that's how he'll do it at Spurs. And what Klopp said after was not a dig out at Spurs. It was a dig out at the mentality that sides play with. It's just not the football that I like watching. And that's all it is. It's He said it's his problem. I think it's anyone's problem with a modicum of football savvy. You don't want to watch. You don't want to watch that. You want to watch sides going at it. And if we lost last night to a side, a Spurs side that went at us, I wouldn't have a gripe. I'd hands up, fair enough. But to drop points <laughs> to that really frustrates the living shit out of me. Look, you'll drop when Liverpool drop points. It is frustrating because they're so good, you know. And I said it the other day: like Liverpool have lost one less game than City, and I think they've drawn two more games than City. Like there's absolutely nothing in it. And yeah, a draw feels like a loss. And I'm not going to dig out sports for the way they play it. I'll say it again. I think they could play a more expansive game of football, but they're not going to. And Liverpool knew that. Everyone knew that. And all the talk before the game between us and between people in WhatsApp groups or Telegram groups or wherever it might be would have been, only thing was being talked about was Spurs' threat against the high line. That was it. It wasn't Spurs are going to play around as a midfield. It wasn't Spurs are going to run our fullbacks ragged. It wasn't, you know, um, balls into the box, Kane can live off. It wasn't any of that. It wasn't Spurs going to play off in the back and three beat our press. It was all about the high line and getting one ball in behind us. And in fairness, Liverpool were good at it yesterday. Again, very, very good at it. But sometimes it just doesn't fall for you. It doesn't. And I said it last week. Liverpool could end up with one trophy, four trophies, two, three. It doesn't matter. You just have to enjoy the ride. Days like this or days like yesterday, you don't enjoy as much. And that's fair. No. But there is times where you look and you say, I'm not going to have a go at sports because that's the way they wanted to go. I completely get your point. They needed to win the game because Arsenal are playing Leeds today. They beat Leeds. Um, I think it ended up 2-1, but they should have been, had a hell of a lot more. Yeah. At one stage, I think they had 17 shots and Leeds had none. Um, but I agree with you. They, they, they should have. But that was probably their way to try to win the game. You know, but don't be tight. My only thing, my only thing with that, Gav, is twenty minutes to go. You had players going down with head injuries after getting the ball hopped off their head. Hmm. They were rolling around with cramp. They were time wasting left, right, and center. If you want to win a game, you don't do that. Oh yeah, no, I, I'm just the saying. Referees from, have to be stronger for that carry on, clip, don't yeah, they? Because it's becoming too not, commonplace now. Yeah, it it's is. That is actually that's true. But I'm not saying this uh, digging Spurs out. I'm saying. If you want to go and win a game, you don't waste time. You don't take time out of the game. Yeah, I suppose it's a fair it's point weird. because regardless of what your outlook is and the way you're trying to play the game, you're still trying to win yeah. it. So you still want the ball in play. To try to win it, like. Even if you're not going to have a lot of the ball, you're still, you still want the game, the ball to be yeah. in play so you can try and They were it. managing us. They were, they were managing us really well. They were limiting us to long shots, pot shots, crosses from deep. And you said it yourself, the back three were swallowing those up. We'd ran out of ideas. So you want the ball in play. You know, that's that's what I don't get. That's I just find that and that stems from the manager. You know, that that type of mentality is we've come for a draw, take the draw at all costs. Well sports I don't know if sports but I don't know if sports outlook is right, okay. Maybe they're just banking on beating Arsenal. I think they're far behind Arsenal. I think they play Arsenal. Maybe they're banking on we go into the last two games one point behind them. Did he play Arsenal next? 
Yeah, yeah, Thursday night. Okay, um, that'd be a cracking game. By the way, we've said that for a little while, but yeah, maybe yeah, they look yeah. at it and they say to themselves, "Right, listen, we've let's go and play Arsenal. Let's beat them. Let's bank on this to beat them. Be one point behind. Two games to go. I think I don't know who Spurs have the last two, but I think they're quite favourable. I know Arsenal have Everton on the last day. I'm not too sure who they have before that, but maybe they what? No, they're not in it anymore, already. Who? Man, you. No, they're not in the league anymore. They yeah, got fucked um, out after yesterday. Um, <laughs> but maybe they, maybe they're looking at it like that. Maybe it's the, the lesser two evils to go and take the draw. I know where people are coming from saying Spurs needed to win that. If Spurs what's win the that, expectation, Gav? What was their expectation going into that game? Was it I think their expectation would have been a point. Or is it draw the expectation? Well, Therefore, I think it would have been... Oh, they're happy with the draw. I think it would have been maybe make sure you get a point. And if the chance arises to win it, you're going to win it. And maybe yeah. the best way home was the way they played yesterday. So Which they nearly won at the end. And, and that's absolutely fine. But the only, as and as you've all said, and I continue to say, that current sports side, if anyone is playing them next season, they hand them the ball and go, there you go. Genuinely, and I include Liverpool in that. Liverpool yeah. just retreat and go, you have the ball, go ahead. Come on, let's play. And that's probably the only way to drag them out. But look, it is what it is. It's a one-all draw. There's loads to talk about, so we move on. Keith, I want to come yeah. to you. Because just, you just so you know, Spurs have Burnley and Norwich, Arsenal have Newcastle and Everton. So, are, Arsenal are away to Newcastle, home to Everton, is that right? Yeah, and Spurs are home to Burnley, away to Norwich. So, yeah, so there, that's maybe where the plan comes from, from Spurs. Cause they, they'll, Spurs, I think, believe maybe if they win the last three, they'll get in ahead of Arsenal. Arsenal would have to win the last two then. You know, away at, Ars- away at Newcastle. Which I think they'll win, and I think they'll beat Everton because I think Everton will be safe on the last day anyway. Yeah, and um, the way things have gone, and um, because of Brendan fucking Rogers, by the way. But oh, um, called that one a long time ago. Oh, yeah, told you. Um, but Keith, you said something a bit earlier. You said um, you think we have a problem. A couple of players need to stand up and prove this. Mm-hmm. Go on, name them because I think there's more than one. Yeah, there is more than one. Look, I think Mo Salah. I'm a huge fan of Mo Salah. Mo Salah is in a predicament now where he's not, probably not going to win. As, he's not going to be the top scorer in the league, I don't think. I think he's going to get caught. I think he's he's just going through such a slump in front of goal now that... Not that slump in front of goal. He scored against United. He scored against Norwich. He got penalties. But he's looking too predictable at the moment. And I think he's in danger of being one of these. You know, remember years ago, a player had win player of the year because they storm at the start. The voting gets done. And then they'd nearly fall off a cliff and still win it. Salah's getting into that sort of territory now for me. And that's not to dig him out. He's, he's been absolutely brilliant for us. And it's just the unfortunate timing of this. But I think Salah has really real problems there at the moment. He's he's hindering us. He still occupies players. Right? So he'll always occupy players when Salah's on the pitch. The goals have dried up. Kevin Ball says it there. The assist, he's still getting assists. He's still creating. So that keeps him relevant. Jota, I think, is another one that... I think Jota is one that... Does he feel a bit off man out at the minute? I think he does. I think the signing of Diaz has sort of knocked Jota a bit. And I think that's maybe... And maybe the form of Mane through the middle. Exactly. And I think he's finding that he's he's probably, yeah, the odd man out and he, he's, he's not taking his chances. He's probably forcing things a bit too much. I don't think Trent was excellent again um, yesterday. In fact, I think he was... I think it was pretty poor delivery and things like that. I thought the floaty crosses and things like I, I don't know. I just thought Trent, that whole right side, which has been such a good outlet for us, the right side, Trent, Henderson started doing the covering and Salah. It, it reminded me, it was one of them games where Henderson spent an awful lot of time on the right, the right wing nearly. 
yesterday against Spurs because Salah's gone inside, Trent is playing inside as well. And I'm like, oh, I've seen this dance before and I don't really like it. So I think the right side yesterday was was pretty, pretty off. I thought Robbo was bad yesterday, but that was a bad day. Um, I don't know if he picked up an injury or whatever, but I don't think he was great. But the main issue for me is Salah. Um, look, I'm not, you know, because we lose, I can't say because we lose, we didn't even fucking lose a game. But because we dropped points, I don't want it to come across like, oh, we were all cheering for Salah last week, blah, blah. I just think, I was looking at the game and my missus actually said it to me. She goes, he's cutting in every time and he know what he's going to do. Do you know what I mean? It was too predictable. Every good player, and if you're playing, like we can dig out sports, as we said, Antonio Conte, for as long as he's been in coach, and he'll play three centre-backs, he'll have wing-backs, and he'll have defensive midfielders all in there. Mo Salah is not getting space. So he has to try and do something different. Cutting into a tree, you know, Ben Davis, Eric Dyer, and Christian Romero, he wasn't getting any space, but he kept doing it and kept doing it, and it wasn't working from now. Look, I'm not I'm not one of these naive clowns that Mo Salah needs to be dropped. I just hope Mo Salah can find the form because I think Klopp is not sacrificing the team, but Salah is the one, you know, bulletproof person maybe in the front at the moment. And I don't think he's really performing the way we expect him to do. And I hope he gets a back. Look, there's big games still to play. The league isn't over yet, you know what I mean? Until it's mathematically over. It's not over. And we just need Salah to get back. If we do, we can do something about the goal difference. If we don't, that's where I worry about the goal difference because we're not getting the goals. We're not able to batter teams unless Salah is, even if he's not scoring, if he's scoring one or two in a game, he's stretching them and he's causing them problems. And that frees up other players. At the moment, it's not freeing up anybody. Emma, looking at a kind of a bigger picture here, you know, like there is three league games to go. There's a Champions League final to go, an FA Cup final to go. We just have to take each game as it comes. I know that's a really obvious thing to say, but is there should there be a plan in place here? Like I think Jota feels a bit odd, Manu. And um, what I mean by that is Manu can play off the left or down the centre. Diaz seems to be pinned to the left, which is fine. Jota can play maybe left and centre. So they're all kind of vying in that little spot. For me, you know, not being there has probably made an easier decision to play Mane. So Jota for me, I don't like Jota down left or right. I like him through the middle. I look him through the middle, especially against teams that are pinned back a little bit like sports. Where if you are going to put a ball in the box, whip it in and he'll get his, ha- his head, his hand, his fucking arse, whatever on it. Um, and like, they'll all go through a bit of a dip in form. You know what I mean? That's fine. Um, Jota probably not enough minutes maybe. Salah definitely a drop off. But still, like Keith says, he he um, he keeps defenders on their toes. But um, overall, it's... Do we have to kind of look at this and think to ourselves, how do we play Mo Salah or not play him back into form? Because regardless of three league games where we're behind, there's two cup finals coming up, one in a week's time and a huge one in two weeks' time um, or three weeks' time, whatever it is. Do we have to play him into form, Emmett? Because he's definitely starting both. I think he's tried to play him into form and it's not worked. And what's happened is, and what, like what Keith was saying there is, I think... He's forcing it and he's becoming a little bit too predictable. And he's he's trying to play himself back into form. So I think maybe a breakaway, definitely maybe Tuesday, I'd say. Maybe let him sit out on Tuesday and uh, get a bit of a rest. Like, he'll, he, look, he's, we all know he's the one person that will go to club and tell him that he wants to play. He just wants to play. every. All, all players should want to play every game. 
But I think at this stage now, Klopp should maybe take him out, give him a bit of a break. Hang on, sorry, two seconds. Being disturbed here, sorry. Um, okay. Yeah, he should, ta- he should take him out and uh, give him a bit of a break. Um, he's, he is just becoming a little bit too predictable. I just Every time he cut inside, it reminded me of Ari and Robin. Do you know what I mean? And it just became very predictable and very easy to like. Everybody was saying these blocks, like Ben, uh, not Ben Davies. Uh, I was, I was Ben Davies. Ben Davies, it was Ben, ben Davies. Davies. Yeah, yeah. from thinking of the fellow that we signed from Preston. And um, mm-hmm. but it was, it like it was a fantastic blocks, but they're easy to make when you know exactly what he's going to do. Um, so I think, yeah, it's time on the sidelines. I wouldn't, would I even have him on the bench. I don't know. I just give him a, a, a game off. Um, and yeah, just a bit of a break, and that might be like we said, Jota. I think Jota as well, Salah and Jota out, out of the front five. It was not really only been four playing recently, they have kind of gone off the boil. So maybe give Jota a, a run on Tuesday. Um, do you, where do you play him? I know he was, a, I, I probably prefer him through the middle as well, but then that means taking Mane of his boss. So it's, it's, it is that kind of. Like we do have a wealth of riches up there, but they're all kind of wanting to play in the same position. So, <coughs> Kev, I don't, I don't know. And Diaz didn't exactly look comfortable out on the right. I think he started out on the right against Newcastle, didn't he? And didn't really come back into the game until he was back in. Can I just say, actually, on Diaz, we talked about earlier on his chance in the first half. He started on the left, played a one-two with Mane, had a shot, and continued his run out and tackled their left back and got the ball back. That was like his Andy Robbo moment. Remember Andy Robertson yeah. just kept running after City. Now, everybody loves Diaz, but they love him even more now. That was unbelievable. Yeah, he's been brilliant since he came in. And, you know, while he's been brilliant, I think it might... I don't know if it's Tron knows as our joint, but I think it's kind of... Yeah. I think Mane's had to be moved to accommodate Diaz at times. And because of that, I think Jota had to be moved to accommodate Mane. Um... Kev, we talk about you can talk about Salah if you want and what you think you should do, but I think Jota should start away at Villa, and I think he should start through the middle. And I, I think change shape. Do, what? I change shape. Simple well, as that. Oh, well, I I put Jota up there. I put Mane back on the left, no, and I probably put Diaz down right. And I just say to them, go back into positions you're comfortable in. Even Mane down the right, it doesn't matter. But I think if you want, I think Salah needs a rest. I think that's a definite. He's played so much fucking football. He's gone away in the Afghan. Um, and no matter how much you want to insist that you want to play, and no matter how fit you think you are, mentally it can come and hurt you at times. And I think if it was me, I would not play Salah, start Salah on Tuesday night. And this is me saying, oh, Salah shouldn't play. No, no. What I'm saying is, I would not start Salah on Tuesday night, and I would start Jota through the middle. And I think that would do both of them. Both of them. Um a world of good because while Salah I think Salah hasn't been too bad I just think in front of goal I think he just needs it just looks to me like he's getting a little bit predictable and that's probably just down to him trying the same thing all the time just to get a goal he's been doing the same he's been doing the same thing for the last five years he's not done anything different he always he's, he's done this is what he's done every game for ever since he joined the club you know it's not new um, I would change shape. I would go with four four two from the start. Play Thiago and Fabinho in the middle of the park. Take Henderson out of it. Put Jota in instead of Henderson. Play two up top and play two two wingers to stay wide. And just 
go what we did when we went one down and just carry that on. It's not new. It's not alien to them. They've done. They've obviously worked on this for a good while because we've used that shape a couple of times this season. And maybe it's a case that Origi comes in to be the the one that stays in the middle with someone else playing around him. But I, I think the the way we're playing the fourth, I watched Henderson in the first half and. Keith, you were saying that he stuck out wide right. There was an awful lot of that game where he took up a position where he was almost a second striker. And he was dropping off like a, a second striker would. That's not his game. You know, it, and it's almost like we were too aggressive and wanted to force something to happen, and it didn't. I, I would have, I'd have no problem trying 4 4 2. And just see how it goes. Villa four, aren't two, great four. at that. You know, a 4-2-4, four, four, whatever way you want to call well, it. Four, Villa, two, Villa two. will play 5-3-2. That's the way they've gone now. He's gone He's gone to 5-3-2, I think, Jared, which is his favourite um, which is his favourite sort of way of going, Jared. I think he's done the same at Rangers. Um, uh, Derek Room says we've won 12 and uh, drawn two of our last 14 eight games. He's giving out. No, I'm not giving out about I'm not giving out about Salah and what he is or what he does. I'm just saying for me, I think he's being decent in games. I think he has been. Yeah. I think oh, his overall game has been good. I just think maybe that last 5% of them, where it comes to scoring goals, um, maybe it's just a bit off. And sometimes he just needs, listen, Mo, you're going to do 30 minutes against Phil. Are you going to do, you're going to do 60 and come off? Or, you know, just something to where he knows, kind of focuses him a bit. And I'm not saying he's not focused. Like, people are saying, you know, um, you, you know, I think Shawnee said there, um, He's he's been really good. He feels it's a bit knee jerk. Um, I I don't think I'm not. I don't think I'm being knee jerk. I don't think any of the lads here are being knee jerk. No, it's it's not about that. It's, no, I it's, think what I think what it's about is is that I'm for me. I'm looking at a player who's brilliant, and I hope he yeah. signs a deal and all that. So like, don't get me wrong. What I'm saying is, do we have to take a hit in a game somewhere without Salah to give him a bit of a rest and just a bit of time, just a bit of time to. I don't know, just a bit of time to kind of go, right, the pressure's not all on me. And he'd be back against Chelsea at the weekend. And you never know, he kicks on then, he does the last two league games, he does Chelsea, and then we're into a Champions League final, and you go, Salah is buzzing again. He gets a goal. Do you know what my argument is? You leave him there. Against the Villa side, did you think he can get it? He'll get a couple of goals. And great. And we're, you know, he's back. He's, his overall game has been good anyway. And with his overall game being good anyway, he's added a couple of goals. Like... It, it's the thing is we have you options. Can, you can drop, yeah, but you can drop. We didn't. You can take a player out of a team for one game without it being. Oh, look, we're all fucking throwing our toys out of the pram. We're just looking at, at his goal scoring record in the last while, and we're saying to ourselves, he usually gets more goals than that. Is is it an option? That's all we're asking. Is it an option to say right? We take Salah out for a game or two. That's all we're asking. Go on, Kev. Yeah, and to be fair, I I'd still play it, but I would play him as a as a right winger. And if you're playing with Jota and Sadio through the middle with Diaz on the other side, you're still going to control games. Trent and Robbo don't have to be the full... They're not They're not the fullbacks who overlap anyway. You know, they tuck inside. Fabinho and Thiago give you control. I just think that Jota or Sadio can do that role through the middle. And that takes that in itself takes pressure off more to have to try to force goals. Because it looks like sometimes he's forcing things when they're not there. And that's not a slight on him. It's just, it's when it's not working for you, 
sometimes you just need one to go in off your backside to get you back on a run again. He's no different to any other any other striker in that regard. You know, they all go through barren spells, and when they do, it's usually something stupid that gets them back on the scoring run again. And what people were saying in the chat is spot on. He occupies players. He does occupy players. And that should free up space for the others. So if you're freeing up space for two centre forwards and Diaz, you know, that's better for us again. Yeah, well, you know, I just think the, it's, it's the, a way for us to move forward. If you and the chat have said he, does, he doesn't start against Newcastle, doesn't play against Newcastle, and, um, you know, Mane has more minutes. Even if you talk about Mane, do we take, do we leave Diaz where he is? Do we leave Salah where he is and take Mane out and put Jota in? All I'm talking about here is <clears throat> just rotating it a little bit more and making, and, and it will seem like a big decision. It will seem like a big decision in a big game. Like Villa is a huge game now. It will yeah. seem like, but that's what the squad is for. And, you know, I think they've all been really good this season. I think Jota, as I said, feels a bit odd man out. That's just at the moment. But you never know. A goal for him and bang, he goes on a run again. And we're talking in four, four or five games time. He's had to get in fucking five or six goals and we're all rejoicing. You know, that sort of way. Maybe we're overreacting. Maybe he'll go the exact same three on Tuesday night. But for me, it's just something where... I don't know if he just gets... Is, I'm not saying the mix is wrong. Spurs are very good. We're not great against Villarreal, but we come out and we win that game. Wouldn't surprise me to see Bobby, Bobby, Bobby being, maybe being involved. If he's back training and he's had a yeah. three or four sessions, then maybe he's involved. Yeah. Um, and says the same. If, we, if Bobby's full training tomorrow, he could be in Mauritius. show. Yeah. And Salah will play both finals. And I think Diaz will play oh, yeah, both 100%. finals. Um, yeah. And I think Mane will no, play both yeah. finals. I don't think Jota will start either. But I'm just saying, on a bigger picture thing, just to have Jota on a bit better form and give one of them a rest with those finals coming up, maybe it's an option. But look, um, I, I think we're, we're having this conversation even if we won last night. This isn't a conversation because of a draw or anything no, like I think that. You're right, yeah. Literally, no, yeah, we won't be having this conversation. Been... We have this conversation nearly every time we speak about the next game. Yeah. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So it's uh, it's not. This isn't uh, off the back of drawing one all with Spurs. This is. How do we get the two boys back into a bit of form? It's mm. not. Yeah. I'm looking at Salah has been playing really well. Yeah, Salah's yeah. really in well. That's the that's the problem. Like yeah. he's playing really yeah. well in the games. Like he's not getting the goals. But the problem but we have is that is he's everything else is working for him. The assists yeah. are there. But the problem is he's just looking too predictable for me. Do you know what I mean? So it's just maybe that changed things up a bit. But look we've got to where we are. These boys have got us to where we are. Yeah. I just hope that they can get back in. As Gav said, like Jota, Jota is a player that, he, his all-around play is never great. Do you know what I mean? When you look at his, when you look at his play, but he's just a dead-eye finisher. And I think if he can get in and get two goals against Villa, well, that sets him up. If Mo can get a goal, but it, it doesn't. You know, but it doesn't set him up in a way, Keith, where you're saying, oh, we started the weekend. I'm saying, oh, no. what I'm saying is, he doesn't start against Chelsea, but he's coming on with 25 to go off the back of two goals against Village during the week, and he's he's yeah. flying. You know? Exactly. And no matter how good a player you are, you need a goal. Forwards need goals. No matter how good their all-round game is, forwards need goals. And, yeah. you know, don't get me wrong, I'd love to go against... If, if, they, if they play Jota, Diaz, Salah on Tuesday night, and we won 5-0, and Diaz gets one, Jota gets two, and Salah gets two, you're like, brilliant. It's absolutely worked. It's worked in one game. We've, we've sorted it in one game. Everyone's back scoring goals, and it's brilliantly timed. But look, um, <clears throat> we'll move on. Jurgen Klopp's comments after the game um, has caused some, well, 
it's caused some uh, issues, I would say, on social media. But then again, when you're looking at social media for a reaction, it's probably not the best place to look. But Jürgen Klopp after the game basically says that Spurs were world-class at what they done yesterday. Spurs were world-class at the way they approached it. It's not how he likes to play football. That's his own personal feeling on it. And he wouldn't feel, he doesn't feel he'd be able to coach a team to play that way. I think that's an absolutely fine comment to make. Um, I think I think if you'd have won the game, you probably would have said something similar. But Keith, it's being taken by fans of other clubs as, oh, he's given out. Oh, he's annoyed. Oh, he's a bad loser. Oh, he's this, that and the other. But he's just being asked a question and answered. Yeah. That's it. I'd go further, Gav, and it's not just fans of other clubs, it's it's reporters, it's journalists online that are taking it and saying, oh, he's a sore loser, he's this and he's that. And it's ridiculous. It's typical of what happens with Klopp. Everything he says gets magnified and gets twisted around. I mean, the, the classic one was the AFCON thing that got absolutely oh, yeah. taken and misconstrued. It was ridiculous. It was actually embarrassing how they went on with that. Um, that journalist didn't understand the, the, the sarcasm of what he was saying. I understand different cultures and all that sort of thing. But this one, like, he, he doesn't think... And we're going to talk about another, another fella in a minute who talks absolute utter scutter about these things and doesn't get the attraction that Klopp gets. Klopp was asked a question. He answered it in a way, as you've said there, he answered it in a way of, look, this isn't for me, but teams do. Atletico Madrid are one of the best teams in Europe and they do this style as well. You just have to live, but it's not it's not for me. Do you know what I mean? I'm sure it's not for you three either. You know what I mean? You watch football. That's why... Liverpool against Man City is always the best game of the year because it's two the two best teams, but they don't go in to cancel each other out in the sense that they don't go negative. Do you know what I mean? They just go in and it's a ding-dong. It's a, it's a two-all draw. Or one team could bat at the other. And that's the way they approach the game because they're two quality teams going on it. You have a team like Spurs. You have Harry Kane, Son, Kulisevsky. You've got Benton Cord in there. You've got Romero. And they're talking about these players as being, you know, oh, great science, this and that. You expect them to probably play a bit better, but that's that's we're not to police other teams how they play. And Jurgen Klopp isn't trying to police other teams on how they play either. He's just saying, look, this is how I play. That's how they play. I'm not into it. But that, but what happens is you've got the media now and the the you know fans, rival fans. I just you know we know what it's like. You know what I mean? What they're like. But what annoys me is when it's journalists and all that coming up and they're saying, you know, this is sore loser Klopp. Oh, he didn't have a problem when Man City played um, Spurs and they done that. He didn't have a dig at Spurs. Do you know what I mean? He just said, it's not well, the way I like to play. Well, Neil Francis says here, Klopp has no right to criticise Spurs tactics. It's up to Klopp to counter their game plan and beat them, but he failed and as he's done in the past, acted like a prick. But if, if, if Spurs... If Jürgen no. Klopp was acting like a prick yesterday, he would have said... But he didn't. He would have turned around and went, yeah, Spurs were a disgrace. They turned up, they played coward football. The, the yeah. game that they possibly have to win, and they spent most of the time in their own box. And look at the hitters on the break. We're all these supposed... Or faking injuries. We're all these supposed world-class players that they have and they won't attack. Right? They're ringing off Son, Kane, Kulisevsky. Am I saying that right, Kulisevsky? I always feel like yeah, I get that wrong. Um, but they have all these players. They have... Um, you know, uh, midfielders like Benton Core and Hoiberg and that can, can control a f- f- game of football and, and go forward. And he didn't. Klopp could have easily said that. Klopp does not say that. Klopp is asked about sports tactics yesterday and his simple reaction was they were world-class at what he done. He names the players, says they were world-class at what he done. It's not for him. He doesn't feel he could coach a team to play that way. 
That's it. He doesn't yeah. say anything else. It's the same way if Klopp was or Antonio Conte, right, was was beaten by Liverpool earlier on the season, and he turns around. He said, "What do you make of Liverpool?" They were flying out of blocks. They were fucking seven, eight men forward. I just couldn't coach a team like that because my nerves would be gone. I'd need to have four or five behind the ball. It's exactly the same as that. It's not. You see, this is the thing. If Klopp comes out and gives a very vanilla answer to things, people go, oh, look at Klopp. Look, and I'm not even, actually, I'll take that back. If anyone comes out and gives a very vanilla answer to anything, they turn around and go, oh, look at him, the media training kicking in, afraid to open his mouth, um, afraid to commit on anything. He's completely rattled. He's this, that, and you're on fucking all this sort of shit. But then he just comes out and says, brilliant to what he done, not my cup of tea. What can you do? Is Neil a sports fan? I don't know if Neil's a sports fan. He'd probably tell us. But but the thing is, right, no matter what he says, he they're, they're going to turn it in some way. And no matter what anyone says, by the way, this isn't. The, I'm just taking Klopp as an instance here because that's what's come out. But if if Conte says something like that, or um, Mourinho in the past, or um, you know Arteta, Guardiola, whatever it might be, they're asked for their opinion. They give it. They credit the team they've played against. They say it's not their cup of tea, and they move on. That's all right. Because if everyone if it was everyone's cup of tea, there'd be no point fucking watching. Do you know how to start the way? P Mac N says um uh, pointless discussion, move on. Well it's not really a pointless discussion yeah. because it's one of the biggest talking points that come out of the game yesterday. And it's one yeah. of those things where, you know, oh Klopp is this and Klopp is that. He's just answered the question. Another one. Just another case of Klopp being vilified for a comment that has absolutely nothing in it. Do you know what I mean? Like he doesn't say that, he doesn't he doesn't come across like a prick as Neil says I don't think he, he's disrespectful to Spurs as we've sort of said there I think Stefan Mack had in the chat there soon I said show me a good loser not show you a loser like he you go what a manager when he's after dropping points in a title race that you can't afford to drop points in and you're asking these questions you're going to get the the reaction that they're just looking for that reaction we've seen it before with Klopp Gav we've seen Des Kelly going at him when they know prodding and prodding and prodding and knowing that they'll get the reaction. We don't think he done that. We don't think he gave anything bad there. He wasn't disrespectful. Well, Laszlo, Laszlo says, come on, Gav, there was a stream of consciousness. Klopp can absolutely saw a loser on his day. It doesn't bother me. But there's no problem being a bad loser. But listen, <clears throat> I've seen Klopp being a bad loser, right? And when I've seen him being a bad loser, I say he hasn't reacted well to that. We've all seen it and it's undeniable. That yesterday isn't about being a bad loser. That's being asked a question and answering it. If he'd be better, so why are we are we saying here that he'd be better off coming out and going? Um, uh, um, yeah, sports played really well today. We found it hard to break down. Next question, because yeah. then it'll be oh look, Klopp, he won't answer questions. He won't answer questions. He's rattled. Um, you know they really got him there. Look at him. Look at him. Look at him. And then you know if he's a bad, lo- he's actually out and out a bad loser. People aren't happy with that either. So when you answer the question, they want to accuse you of being a bad loser. But if you actually be a bad loser, they're not happy for you being there either. Um, sorry, I want to come back because Neil, um, I think it was Neil was the lad's name, wasn't it? it yeah, was. Neil. He says, I, I meant it was a really bad idea to criticise them. We need to keep going and I think Mo needs a rest. I've been a red born about for 52 years. Um, that's a fantastic Fair picture of you if you're 52 years of age. I would just yeah. say that. Um, it's like a, like a Tinder job, isn't it, when you're trying to get a good picture <laughs> When it comes to Klopp, you got to under, look understand where he's coming from. He was raised, you know, born and grew up and was molded in football 
in a Germany that the sweeper was the norm. Yeah. You had Germany Germans playing four four one, you know, four four one one with a sweeper. It was negative, dull, boring football for a long time in Germany. And he's moved away from that. And he was one of the innovators in German football that created this pressing, high intensity, aggressive football. So and the success that was bred in Germany on the back of the World Cup that they hosted, along with coupled with the style of football that was brought in at the time and the investment that came into German football. Klopp was the right place at the right time, and he was an, in, an innovator in that. So for him to look at how Conte manages and coaches is alien, how he looks at Atletico Madrid and how they fess up to big, important games is alien to him. So it's only natural for him to come out and answer a question in that way. It's not something that he could do. He's, he's not capable of doing it. We've never, I think you could count on one hand the amount of times late in games where he's brought on a third centre-back to shore up a game. He just rarely, if ever, I can remember him doing it with Matip a few times. Yeah. Or with Joe Gomez a few times to go to a back five. But it makes me as maybe in the last anything, even as he yeah. has a defender come on my arse goes. It, because it, well, that's because it's, so it's not a style. It's not a style. Kev is so right. Yeah, it's not a style, so he doesn't do it. But then you've got you've got a situation where you've got um it's not even I don't think the the defensive tactics we we touched on it earlier. It's this time wasting now that's becoming the norm. It's the the going down keepers we saw it with Everton, you know. Pick for acting the maggot and taking so long over uh, catches and dropping to the ground. You, Kev, I think it was touched on earlier about Hoiberg heading the ball and going down with a concussion and jumping back up and heading the next ball that comes in. Do you know what I mean? Like I think that's the sort of thing that's frustrating Klopp. But as we said, the, the media are the ones. These are interviewing that poking and poking, and every time they poke them on something, the five subs, the half twelve kickoffs. When they've sat back and looked at it, they've all agreed with them. Do you know what I mean? Diwali. And if you ask anyone, you know, take club hats off or take the emotion out or dropping the points out, nobody likes looking at that shit on the stick. Nobody likes looking at that defensive crap. Do you know what I mean? You can say it's effective and you can say it works. It's anti-football and it's called anti-football for a reason. It's negative, it's dour, it's shy. But teams play it, you have to have a way to break through it. We have got a way to break through it, but I just felt our ways to break through it weren't really on it yesterday. I thought, as I said, the fullbacks I don't think were great yesterday. And, you know. He's not the only person in the last 24 hours to, to make the same comment, but he's the only one that everybody is latching on to. Mm-hmm. Several pundits have, have said the same thing about yeah. sports performance, but it's club gets you clicks. So. Exactly. Nothing gets you clicks like a Liverpool story, mate. He can come out and say transfer window. Uh, he can come out and say a decade of rosary, and it's still turning around into something bad. But you see, that's the thing. Like, I don't. I, I, if they'd be better off not asking, asking them any questions. Mm. And or, or you know, I'm not going to go as far as saying he shouldn't answer them because if you don't answer them, then you know there's another angle thrown at you. Yeah. That's the world we live in. There's nothing you can do about it. Um, you got to think as well. There's a queue of people waiting for us to do to drop something or to yeah or to slip up. There was a queue of rival fans, reporters from rival clubs, you know, waiting for us to do something. And when it, when we drop points, there they are with their bells and whistles on all over social media, you know, la-di-da. I even see Man United fans after their result yesterday chirping in about us not going for a quad. 
And like, in all fairness, lads, stay in your lane. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, the thing is, like, I don't know if you want to say it on this, but the whole idea, like, of, um, I've seen, it pop, like you were saying, it popped up, stuff popped up yesterday that I've seen, like, um, you know, um, oh, City have saved football again, you know, and I kind of got me thinking, and I was like, okay, let's look at this. How are they saving football? And I think there's a couple of things to this. I think teams that are stay-funded feel like City are saving football because how dare Liverpool as a huge football club by the way I'm not knocking Liverpool out how big they are as a huge football club and self-sustainable by design then let's let's have it on record how how can they do all this like it's all about you know um, oil money and oligarch money and and, let, and listen I include some Liverpool fans in this they want FSG out and they want oligarch money or they want oil money because they feel that that's the only way you can ever compete so when teams are up there to have this sort of stay funding they're looking and saying, well, Liverpool shouldn't be there. So you need City to win, don't you? To justify the fact that it's state-owned, it's, it's huge money like that. The other thing is, is that Liverpool are Liverpool. And they're the biggest club in the world, in my opinion. right? Um, and everyone, all this like people like Liverpool and the media like Liverpool are on cop on. They don't, yeah. trust me, they don't. Um and then the tour thing, and the biggest thing I think in all of it is, I think Man City winning the league title against Liverpool masks the failings of other clubs. Masks 100%. the failings of clubs that are self-sufficient and, you know, are run in a very similar way to what, the way we are. And they get their money in this, a very similar way to we, the way we do and have a similar output in money and, you know, um, <coughs> exposure and stuff like that that we do. And by City winning that league, they're able to turn around and go, well, we're shy, but look what we're up against. Whereas if Liverpool win it, it's we're shy, and they're doing much the same as what we're doing, but they're winning it. And I think it's just a way to mask and justify um, some clubs' failings and some clubs' belief of, as to where they are. But look, I think um, the saving football thing is fucking hilarious. Um, oh, it's ridiculous. It's, but you, you can't do anything about it. It's the day and age yeah. we live in. Um but trust me, um, Liverpool are probably saving the Premier League at the minute. Yeah. Winning, winning the league or not, they're saving the Premier League at the minute because you take Liverpool out of this league and I swear to God, you're not watching it. You're just not watching every it. Every one of them, Gav, will criticise France because PSG get the league every year or uh, they didn't get it last year or Lille got it or whatever, but they'll criticise the Bundesliga because Bayern are winning every league. They'll criticise Serie A when... Juventus are winning seven leagues in a row. They'll criticise La Liga when it's a two-horse race. And that's all they'll do. They'll criticise, criticise, criticise. You're dead right. If Liverpool didn't break that City monopoly, you're looking at City buying their way to title after title after title. Liverpool are the only ones that could pull it up They'd be going yeah, for five Liverpool, and the bounce. And Liverpool, they win the one in the middle, which I'm seeing a lot of shite as well about, oh, they've only won one title in 30 years. Do me a favour. Do you know what I mean? Like this Liverpool team are unbelievable. The fact that they've got in there and won that title, but in the other years they've got ninety, you know, plus ninety points. Do you know what I mean? We're going to do hopefully plus ninety this year as well. It's absolutely degrade. It's disgraceful how they try to downplay Liverpool's achievements. Do you know what I mean? And what I find, and look, this is probably ridiculous. Show this is a societal problem in the UK, right? Foreign fans don't understand it, right? They jump on all the shit, right? But Liverpool as a city, 
it's why they say that scouts not English. They don't get treated the same by people outside Liverpool. They don't get treated the same by their government outside Liverpool. They don't get they they're allowed people are allowed to say what they want about them without any comeback or any sort of being pulled up. Right? It happens all the time. It's it's society over there. There's been good stuff coming out about, you know, fans of Manchester United. It was actually what I saw and they're saying, you know, don't be saying Hillsborough stuff because you saying Hillsborough stuff is just backing up a government that's looking to you know, dance on the working class. People don't see that. Does it? It's not racism, whatever way you describe it. But the, the the feeling towards Liverpool from the UK is just absolutely negative. They look for every little bit that they can to get at Liverpool, and it comes into football. It comes into into football and uh, reasons as well. Like Gav, you said this a hundred times. All these like pundits and all that are on the telly. You know the Matt Letizia's and all that. He spent his life growing up watching Liverpool dominating. So he's an, an angry bit that man when it comes to Liverpool. Do you know what I mean? Like there's so many of them that have seen it like that that are older than us for that are that have gone through Liverpool in the seventies, in the eighties, and they don't, you know, they don't want to see Liverpool doing well as a football team, but they don't like Liverpool as a city. And that'll never change. Liverpool are very socialist, they're very outspoken as being socialists. And that goes against the establishment, it goes against the government. Sorry for getting all political on it, but no, that's right. what I think it all comes down to. I think but, there's a huge, huge problem with society in the UK that it's easy to dig at Liverpool. Nobody pulls up Pep Guardiola for the show he comes out with. Oh, I'll do it in a second. You don't worry about that. Oh, we're going to do it. Oh, we're going to do <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, don't worry about that. We're going to do it. It's down to us to do it. It's down to us to do it. But who are we? Just four fucking idiots on a podcast. Yeah. Drinking milk. Um. <laughs> but but the, but the thing is right they probably are saving football in a certain way because they're stopping the actual big side winning the league title they're stopping the biggest most powerful team in the league probably alongside Manchester United um, yeah. in winning the league and that's where the justification comes of saving football because why because the biggest team with the biggest fan base and the biggest noise and the biggest, you know, um, you know, it's they're everywhere. It's saving us from that. And that's where the justification comes from. But everything else has to be forgotten, you know, sort of way. And City, more than likely, will go on and win the league title this season. That's fine. You get beaten on the pitch. That's absolutely fine. But don't tell me for a second that Manchester City are saving football. Because you have to look at where Man City have come from. Um, how they've got there. And the only, they're, they're not saving football. They're saving people from themselves. That's what they're saving people from. And the excuses that come out, you know, because if you ask anybody out there that of any club that have aspirations to, if they think they could win a Premier League title, what would the first thing be? Well, look what City have. They've endless resources. They've endless resources. We can't compete. It's a fallback. It's a, it's an insurance policy. But if Liverpool win it and beat City to it, where's the insurance policy gone? It's not. Yeah. Because fans will quite rightfully, like Arsenal fans, will quite rightly be able to turn and go, hold on. We've as much money as them. We spend as much money as them. We've a bigger stadium than them. We're in London. We're a bigger attraction than them, and they're winning leagues, and we're not. And they're winning them against them, who's just literally throwing money after money after money at it, and they're beating them. So the it's it's an insurance policy that's there. So to a point, I actually agree that they are saving football, but they're only saving it from the, the a huge huge team winning the league title. After that, it's all about protecting your own interests, in my opinion. Um, Manchester United fans support Manchester City 
to stop Liverpool having yeah. the success. Well, because you see, they're part, the biggest victims of the papering over the cracks. Yeah, Manchester but part of that is the fact that 19 versus 20 league titles. Yeah. You know, and um, look, in fairness, nobody, none of us look at City as rivals. Man United are rivals. Everton are rivals to an extent. Man City are just there. You know, they're a mid-table club who've got a cash injection and great sponsorship deals. Fuck knows how. But and are under a three-year investigation by the Premier League. Well, continue. You know, and they win another title. So big whoop. You know what I mean? Nobody cares. It's a small story. You know, they they were getting thirty five thousand at Main Road. But that's their fan base. That's it. Well I didn't They're, I didn't watch the game today, but I would hazard a guess that there wasn't a full stadium at the see They announced it was sold out. Of course it is. They, they announced it was sold out. Not sold out. Shawnee was buying fucking six tickets together in any part of the ground you wanted last week. Yeah. My Champions League game. You know, it's so like, I out to Brighton yeah. midweek. Brighton. But the, but, but lads But that's the thing, they win a title and it's it's not a big story. Liverpool win a title, and it is global news. All right, but it gets and downplayed like Leicester as well. You know, they say it's a Leicester. You see, you're starting to see now comments like they've only won one Premier League title and all. It's like, hang on, I hate to break this to the bubble to the kids. Football wasn't invented in 1992. You well, know, that brings a, that brings me on, though, Kev. But Kev, that brings me on to Pep Guardiola mm. today, and listen. I kind of liked what he said. And I'm not saying liking what he said because of the words he used. It's the fact that he said it. Mm. He's hoarding and I'm fucking delighted, right? Because I'm starting to yeah. really fucking get annoyed by this fella. Because, um, you know, you have people during the week saying, oh, poor Pep, look at him and all, poor Pep, me bollocks, right? But Pep Guardiola today for me showed he was hoarding. I think he made it so clear he was hoarding. Even while he's trying to give credit to his players, you know, in fairness, they get knocked out in the European Cup semi-final during the week and they come back and win a league game, win it well. You can't you can't put credit on them for it because it's hard to come back, it's hard to bounce back. It would have been a big disappointment during the week. But even when he's trying to give them credit, he has to bring Liverpool into it. He just Why is he talking about Liverpool? Why is he talking about Liverpool? So, his words to Mars was, um, everyone in the media um, supports Liverpool. They have a brilliant European record. Um, but not in, but not in the Premier League one in 30 years. Now, first of all, it's very selective in what you're doing because if he if he wants to talk about the last 30 years, Liverpool have two European Cups in the last 30 years against one league title. Oh. So how can you say one's not successful, one's a brilliant history? So what he's done is he's taken the whole of Liverpool history when it comes to European Cups to beef up his own argument, right? Because he's failed at Manchester City. But he's taken the last 30 years, right? So what he should have really said was, everyone loves Liverpool because they've won 18 league titles, or 19 league titles, and six European Cups. But he doesn't. What he does is he's being selective, and by being selective, he shows his hand. And what he does is he shows his hand and says, these are all going on about Liverpool, and I'm out of this again, and I'm not centre of attention, and I have failed again at Manchester City, and I haven't given them the trophy that they want, because let's be honest, Kev, <coughs> Man City don't give a fuck about league titles, no. right? At the top of Manchester City, they don't give a fuck about Man If you told Manchester City they weren't going to win a league title for 10 years, but they win three European Cups in that time, they take They don't care. The sole goal at that club is to win the European Cup, and they failed. And what he does today shows, for me it's Horton, he's selective in where he chooses his history, he tr- and he talks about Liverpool when he's no need to. 
What do you think, Kev? Because we're going to finish up on this, and then we'll have a little bit before we go. Um, ultimately, he's uh, failed at Bayern by that metric. That he won a treble, didn't, or he won everything that was to win, bar the European Cup. Mm-hmm. He's done the same at Man City. He's won everything mm-hmm. there, bar the European Cup. Mm-hmm. And there's ways to lose games, and the way they lost Wednesday night was horrific. And I, and for once, I don't blame him. They had enough chances to win to wrap that leg, that semi-final up in the first in the first leg. They had enough chances in Madrid to win it. Now, whether it's the players that fell apart mentally, or Madrid just got a second win and just kept going, and whatever Carlos beefed into him, Pep just and he he just didn't get over the line again. Now. Ultimately, he's going to be judged on his success in Europe. It's always going to be the stick to beat him with. And every year that goes by is another year where he ultimately fails. And you're going to have to start asking the question, or the owners at Man City are going to start looking at it and say, well, look, yeah, he churns out league titles. That's fine. He gets us to Wembley. That's good. But he doesn't get us over the line in the one we want. They want to be the biggest they want to be the biggest in the world. They want to be the best in the world. And they're neither. And they're ultimately going to turn around and say, well, are we going to give him another 300 million and let him try again? Or are they going to look at saying, you know, maybe we'll just do with a change because they are ruthless. They've, they've sacked managers who've won league titles before. People talk about Romo Abramovich when he was ruthless at Chelsea. These owners at Man City before Guardiola were as ruthless as they come. They've given him free reign at that club to do what he wants, to mould the squad that he wants. He's he's said in previous interviews that he couldn't do what Klopp does. He he's openly said it. He couldn't do it. You know he couldn't develop players to play in a system the way Klopp has. He needs the best available players to play the way he wants to play. He's he's on record as saying that, how long are City going to tolerate failure in Europe, which is the one that they want? That is the only reason that they're at the club, is to get global recognition. That's the whole point of sports watching. It's not good enough to be the Premier League champions. You have to be the champions of Europe. You have to go to Club World Cups. You have to be the first name. When people talk about football, you have to be the first name that people think about when that happens. At the moment, it's Real Madrid, it's Barcelona, it's Liverpool, it's Manchester United, Bayern Munich. They are the five biggest clubs in world football, bar none, and have been because of what they've done in Europe, not because of what they've done domestically. You know, It's, it's like people will look at Ajax with a European her- heritage globally and realize that yeah Johan Cruyff you know Ajax have a heritage Manchester United, Manchester City doesn't and as long as they don't have European success they never will have heritage they won the and cup, that's what they cup 50 years ago <laughs> Reese McArdle says Jose didn't win the Euro- UEFA Champions League with Chelsea but nobody said he failed can anyone explain that since Di Matteo won it um, well I think Di Matteo won it well after Mourinho was gone um, yeah. who gets sacked and um, Di Matteo takes them on and wins it Rafa was it no Avram Grant was it 
2012 it was. I'm trying to think now. It just it just came into my head. But um, Mourinho has some. AVB, was it? Villas Boas? No, I don't know. God, they've no. had so many fucking managers. God knows who it can't was. I can't remember who it was. But anyway. Someone uh, will tell us in the chat. Someone will you? tell us because, uh, no, Mourinho's there 2004 to 2007, I think. And leaves and comes back in 2013, doesn't he? Um, and goes till 15 or 16 then he's gone but anyway um, look at Jose's reaction but, to getting to the final of the conference thing he wants to win that because he yeah. knows European oh, yeah. trophies but, but just on, re- but just on European re- trophies are red and butter not league titles but just just what Reece said when Jose Mourinho comes into man Chelsea they haven't won a title in I don't know how many years he comes in and his goal is to put Chelsea on the top of the English game yeah right that was his first thing put them at the top of the English game and he done that Probably, I think probably the second best Chelsea team you've seen. I think Ancelotti's team is brilliant. Um, when Pep comes in, Mancini and Pochettino, wasn't that the same? Poch- Pellegrini. Pellegrini. Pellegrini, sorry. Um, Pochettino, fuck's sake. Um, <laughs> I always have a bit of time for Pochettino in my mind. I don't yeah, know why. Like um, I do, I love you Poch. I do love you got off again tonight. I don't care. I'd, I'd, I'd have him in the running for next Liverpool manager. There you go. Um, but Pellegrini and Mancini had already won league titles at Man City. So being at the top of the English game was there. You know, they've done that. They're back in the top echelons of the English game. When Pep comes in, they literally lined the job up for him for a year. They signed players for him a year out and he comes in. And that's why he's failed at Manchester City. League titles, FA Cups, League Cups, absolutely amazing. But I think at the end of the day, I think they want that European Cup. And I think if City's owners are telling him he doesn't have to win the European Cup, they're lying to him. And I think if Pep Guardiola thinks that everything is grand and the whole lot. And he, I don't think he, because I think despite as much as, as you can throw him, Pep is a bit of a perfectionist and he has got a lot of drive in him as to what he wants to do. And I think the fact that he hasn't won that will eat at him. And I think it just showed today with those comments. Yeah. Um, he's like Bladen there. Villas Bowers got like sacked Christian. in March 2012. Yeah, didn't I know it was Villas Bowers. Yeah, he didn't know it was because you said Villas Bowers. Well, he said uh, it. Well, he said Villas Bowers. He didn't even remember Villas Bowers. Yeah, he was working I, for all you the big said, You he said. You said. Hold on. You said Villas Bowers, was it? Uh, oh, we said Rafa first as well. You we did. You said Rafa. You know what I mean? You're only starting to thing with The thing with Pep, he's like Christian Bale in The Machinist. He looks like he hasn't slept in weeks. And he's looking at, you know, pictures in his house of Liverpool and Klopp and all that. And it's just, he, he's losing it because he doesn't need to bring that up. I found that very disrespectful, what Pep said today about Liverpool with that one title in 30 years. Right? I think that's much worse than what Klopp said about Spurs and Conte. But nothing will be said about it. There'll be nothing made about Pep and his, his bullshit stuff that he's saying about Liverpool. But it'll be a story about Klopp. Being disrespectful to sports, do you know he'd what I mean? Probably be praised for it, if anything. Yeah, yeah. Pepper probably be you praised know? for it by <laughs> other club, by other club supporters. Yeah. I want, I want to ask this before we go. Um, you know, it hasn't been the best weekend results-wise. Shit happens. And um, there's an FA Cup final, there's a European Cup final to come. There's three league games to come. You don't guess. You don't just don't get down. Be you know, this yeah. is an incredible football. So yeah. I tweeted yesterday. Um, you know, not for a second should we. Should we um, criticise this team? I think this team should be lauded, regardless of what happens in the next five games. And I mean that, and um, because they've been absolutely brilliant from st- you know for just brilliant this season. And I'm confident that we'll add one or two more trophies to what we're doing. I hope we add three. But yeah. Emma, I'll come to you. League 
FA Cup, European Cup. Where do you stand on them now? Because we always do this every week just to see where people are. Not to, not to call you and have you clipped, just to see exactly <laughs> where you are. Uh, well, we're definitely winning the FA Cup and the European Cup, Champions League. League is a little bit too tough, but I still think there's a twist. I still think there's a twist. The, uh, Wolves away and, and West Ham away are tough games. And both of them are still scrapping for a place in Europe. Yeah. So you, you never know. Stranger things have happened. A lot more confident on the um, on the Champions League and the FA Cup. The thing about... I was actually surprised myself yesterday that I wasn't more disappointed. I had to start questioning myself. I set myself in a corner and questioned myself, why aren't you more disappointed? But the thing is, is so you had 08-09 and then you had 13-14 and they kind of nearly felt like a one-off. And it was like, these are our only, this is going to be our one chance now. This is our, this is our chance and we need to take And when, it, when, when we didn't take it, I was devastated. I know that if we don't win this league, we're coming back stronger again next year, and we're gonna we're gonna attack it. And I think honestly, if we don't win it this, next year or this year, we're probably gonna run away with it next year, like we did in twenty twenty. Yep. If I'm being perfectly honest, and that's what kind of helps me sleep at night <laughs> in terms of uh, in terms of the uh, of, of the league. I know that it's not this isn't our only chance. We're going to be straight back in on it next next season. I still think we could do it, all three. I'm a little bit more confident, though, with the FA Cup and Champions League. Captain Sal says, as long as it's mathematically possible, we're winning the quadruple. I'm 100% with you. Sam Tandy says, quadruple may not likely, but not, may not be likely, but it's still on. It's never been done before, so maybe this is the only way it can be. The LFC way, um, which is always the hardest way. Uh, Kev, FA Cup... Uh, uh, European I've always club. said we. I've always said we don't do easy, mm-hmm. and this has basically. I mean, it's been out of our hands since the draw at yet yet. That's just the simple truth of it. All we can do is keep them honest, and I think we'll do our bit in the league. I think we'll do our bit, and whether they'll do theirs. If I was one of the players and Pep was coming out after us winning five nil, after the defeat. In the humiliation of the defeat in Madrid. And he's talking about Liverpool rather than talking about his players. I'd have a beam of bonnet over that. Now, look, I think they're professional enough. I think they'll probably go on and win the rest of their games. You know, they're, a, they're an excellent side. Let's not beat around the bush. They're top, top tier. The league is going to be very, very difficult. I think we'll win the Cups. Uh, I think the the fact that we've got competitive games helps us. I don't think it helps Madrid. I think the fact that Madrid have their league sewn up, done and dust. They were playing Atletico tonight. I don't know how it went. But I know their centre-back pairing was Nacho and that guy they brought off, brought on with a few minutes to go. The fellow that was at Wolves? Yeah. And Camavinga played. Yeah, Camavinga played. They made, they made plenty of changes. And I Jovic just don't think... played. I'll tell you, Jovic played, Kamavinga, Lucas Vasquez, Vallejo, Nacho, Militao, Casemiro, Cruz, Rodrigo, The fella carried his own fucking leg off the pitch. Yeah, well, he went off. But, see, but even the keeper was changed. He had Lunin. Yeah, they changed the keeper. The, keep the Lunin played, yeah. The thing is, that wouldn't suit us. It might suit them. I, I just don't see it. 
I don't see how you can go into a game in a month's time not being not having that competitive edge. And they can talk about 13 Champions Leagues and all the experience that God sends and what have you. That doesn't substitute for hard fat, you know, hard games in the legs of meaningful football. And that's what we're going to get between now and the end of the season. We're going to go into the Champions League final seasoned and hardened and ready. And I don't believe that they will be. I think they'll be rested, but I don't think they'll be as sharp as they could be as if they were playing in meaningful league games up to the end. Yeah, we got a week. We got a week's break. In fairness, between it, like yeah. it's not like it's not like we're playing on the tours and we're asked to play on the Saturday. No, exactly. You know, sort of but I think that's enough for us. Yeah, no. I think any the, more? Any more than that? Yeah, no, I, I, I don't like like even going into the last European Cup final. I think we had a two week break between the last yeah, league game yeah, and, and sports, and I was like, no, we were worried no, about that. No, I remember watching yeah. the pods. You know, air players will be fucking. You know, ah, no, they just seize up. I'd rather just be on a bit. Of, and I think the week is nice. I think you finish up on the yeah. Sunday, regardless of what happens in the league. You give the players a day or two off. They come back in, may, or maybe a day off on the Monday, and you come back in on the Tuesday. You do a bit of recovery, and then it's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then you're into the game. And they'll be in Madrid from probably Thursday, I'd say. And um, and it'll be a nice week long thing. They probably yeah, we're going to go to Madrid first, just to load it. Over. What did I say? Paris. Sorry, Paris. Paris. Sorry, Paris. Sorry. You couldn't <laughs> get flights. Got... The flights have gone through the roof. Yeah, so we're going, they're flying. Yeah, the flights are all over the shop. So they're flying to Madrid, <laughs> and then again the train to Paris, to Paris. <laughs> <laughs> because the cost is mental. Um, thank God Chelsea went in the European Cup final. They'd have to go by bus for fuck's sake. Um, <laughs> Swim. Um, but listen, for me. I'm a bit wary of Chelsea. I think they're yeah. falling off a cliff a little bit, yeah. And I think they're literally, they have fucking Kante and Deep Freeze waiting to come out and play mm. on Saturday. I think. They're terrified of Kante. Um, yeah, I, yeah because he just, he's a brilliant footballer, in fairness, yeah, and he's yeah. just brilliant at what he does. I think since the news of Rudiger going has come out properly, um, I think he's been really, really good. Um, no, no, sorry. I think he has been really, really poor. Um, Chelsea just don't look like they're trying. I think they've literally said, right, just let's scrape into tort and we're not going to, we're not going to get any higher. There's no point in pushing. I think they're absolutely holding themselves for our FA Cup final. But having said that, if they do that, I think they play Wednesday this week, don't they? And then we play them Saturday. So I think if they were to kind of nurse themselves through that game again, can they get themselves up and going? I think Liverpool love that. Routine and regardless of what the result is on Tuesday night, Liverpool will be raring to go on Saturday. I am a bit wary of Chelsea, but I think um, the form we're in and the form they're in, I wonder if they can get going. And I'm I'm wondering if you'll start seeing some issues with, with Tommy Tuchel as well. That's just more in hope than expectation, to be honest. And um, from my I point don't of think view, you're far off there because uh, I think uh, the, the issues they've got with the uh, you know we've got the new owners and their the preferred buyers and what have you. There's an awful lot of hurdles still to go through before that deal is gone through. Mm. And by the time that happens, they're still not allowed to negotiate contracts or talk to players or, or anything. They're re- they really are hamstrung in what they're allowed to do. And I, I'm wondering if Tuchel is looking at it and thinking, if this doesn't get over the line, you know, I'm going to have to start looking elsewhere. And that, you know, what jobs are out there at the minute? Yeah, I'm just looking because someone says there that apparently he's had the falling out with Alonso and he won't be playing. Um, Aspilicueta is on his way out. Um, Rudiger already pictured in a Madrid short. I don't know how true that is, but possibly. Um, but 
on the on the European Cup final, it's still Real Madrid. It's still European Cup final against Real Madrid. Yeah. But you have to be in it to win it. And exactly. I We're think I actually think what happens next Saturday, the following Sunday, will absolutely drive Liverpool in that European Cup final. A bit like eighteen nineteen when we lost in the league on the last day of the season. And we went and we beat Spurs two weeks later. But I think we, I'm with you. I think we can win both cups. Um, I'm not giving up on the league. I will never give up on a league title until you tell me it's impossible. And it could be impossible come Tuesday night but, or Wednesday night. Um, but I won't give up on it. Absolutely not. Um, there's no there's no reason in this world why West Ham and Wolves could both draw with Man City and we could be um, Villa and Southampton and go into the last day of the season the point clear there's no reason West, in the world where that could happen. West Ham surprised me this weekend because of the way they went out in Europe yeah. I honestly expect them to fold but they're driven to try to get back into that again and have another yeah. go and we, you know you're falling off a cliff as well that gives them something to push for they can get Europa League again rather than yeah. Conference League yeah. so you know um, all of a sudden they do have a chance but anyway, the quadruple is still on, um, according to me. It Clip it up, send it out then, all the fucking Man United fans can yeah, listen to it. let them. Um, let them, um, they're irrelevant them. to me. Um, Keith, how are you feeling before we go? Yeah, look, I, what about the, the two cups? In general, life, doesn't matter. All right, yeah, Wherever I think we win the two cups. Yeah. But, yeah, life, look, people get two down, be over a, over a draw, and that's that's the game we're in now, do you know what I mean? That That's the game we're playing. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a different kettle of fish. Someone had put in the chat there, do you think Liverpool can go invincible? I think it's only a match of time before Liverpool or City break that invincible record because you're looking at 90-odd points and and turning, you know, defeats, draws are like defeats now. So if you can turn a, a, you know, a narrow loss into a draw, I can see one of the teams doing it in the next few years. But look, there's no need to fall off, you know, the, the bandwagon with Liverpool. We can still do two, two more trophies here and I'm not giving up on the Premier League until it's mathematically gone and even then I'll think you know maybe the Premier League will fuck them out and dock them points for being cheating <laughs> bastards but you know might be wishful thinking who knows but look until the tra- till the quadruple is gone it's it's still on that's that's my take on it I could okay. sing a song but I won't sing a song I was going to say for people, to, for people to get over what's been a bit of a disappointing um, weekend maybe you could suggest some music for them to listen to during the week but you, I'll come back yeah. to you I'll come back to you in a second Christy's version of if you're looking to get yourself up for the week don't listen to Christy Dignan's version so, of the Greenfields of France I tweeted it so look on my Twitter and you'll send it you know what I mean see by your graveside you were only 19 he's off again but come here um, Kev anything else before we go no, no, just looking forward to the next game. Villa can't wait to watch us again. You know, I just want to see us get back on the bike and get back onto winning ways. Um, it's going to be a cracking week. Mm, another you know, cracking this is, week. This yeah. is it now. Yeah, this is it. I mean, yeah. you're, you're a spot on what you said. you got to be in it to win it. We're in all of it. Yeah. Um, Zup Dog makes a good point there about Roy Hodgson saying thanking all the Palace fans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got he was, uh, down at um, Crystal Palace, wasn't it? Yeah, walking out of cell, he was clapping the Palace relegated. fans, just ignoring the Watford fans who just got relegated. <laughs> Absolutely astonishing stuff. Um, 400 people watching, 156 likes. Three people don't like what we're doing. Leave something in the comments afterwards. Tell us what we're doing wrong and we'll try fix it. Or Keith will sing Kept you a song, Yola. record a song and send it to you. <laughs> that, um, those three likes are going to multiply after you hear that. The, the three dislikes. But as I said, if you don't like it, 
give us a reason why you don't like it. We're big boys, we can take it. Emma, um, anything else before we go? No, no, same as Kev, just we go again. Still a lot to play for. Uh, looking forward to it. Can I actually just say, and I know I spoke to you about this, say uh, thanks to um, a friend of mine, John Dunn. I ran a last man standing for Felicon, and he won it today mm-hmm. when, Leicester, when Leicester lost to... Um, to Everton and I text him to tell him he won 175 quid and he told me to just donate it all to Felicon so nice work John fair play to John Um, four (laughs) people don't like now and we should definitely have comments Um, not because of what you just said by the way Um, (laughs) but no fair play to John he did win the last man standing Um, that uh, Emmett runs 175 euro and it has it will be put into the Felicon account we have got two holes on the golf course still left to sponsor 100 euro each if anybody wants to do that you can contact us via email lfcdaytrippers at gmail.com or if you know any other individual or company that would like to do it two left that's all we have two left it'll be another 200 euro straight into the account um, and we'll we'll slowly but surely get there um, but that's Felicon and you know something it's a brilliant charity Um there's a couple of donations have come in this week we'd like to see more but if you do your job and donate or share it amongst your family friends etc etc and we will get there but um that's a great way to start the week with that from john and thanks a million to him six people don't like now they're doing that as a wind-up lads just to let you know right um pricks there um but that has been the fat back four for tonight what we got this week uh, should have a cop update tomorrow um, this house is back to normal so I'll be back on as much as I can this week um, we will have winners and losers tomorrow night we will have full time reds on Tuesday night midweek fix Wednesday night off on Thursday night Friday night sports unplugged um, Saturday we will have full time reds after the FA Cup final and Sunday we will have the Fat Pack 4 so loads and loads to come Um Hit the like button on your way out. All them unliking people, un- hit the like button, you pricks, there's nine of them yeah. now. Um, <laughs> but uh, if you can remember to undo that, I know you're messing, but if you can remember to undo that, because that doesn't look good, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, that's, not, that's not good. That's, uh, no, that's not that. good. Listen, it doesn't matter. We just fucking like, we don't care. Um, Too many tears are crying. But, <laughs> Too many tears are crying. You see, you're singing now. Where is the unlike now? it ain't over till it's over. Great choice of song now there's a song Laura for the week Laura there's Duffy a song said for the week oh Laura Duffy threw it in right well there you go um, so Laura Duffy suggested it uh, Keith is singing it but as I said hit the like button if you like what we're doing subscribe if you want to subscribe if you haven't already share it across your social media keep the comments coming keep winding us up by hitting the um, down thumbs down button fair play to you yeah. and um, we will see you during the week that has been the Fatback 4 thanks a million to Kev Keith Emma everyone in the chat thanks a million to Emma to me who donated 175 quid tonight and if we can get a few more of them in by the end of the week we'd be absolutely flying talk to you in a bit over now Sports Social Podcast Network